welcome to the great Giro Don spectacular episode of the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan, and with me as always is Sarah, and oh my fucking god, Sarah, what a race. <laughs> I know! <laughs> I mean, the Giro is so exciting. It's like every year I think, oh well, you know, I mustn't get my hopes up too high. And every year I just like go, oh my god, this is brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> the thing I'm finding absolutely, absolutely stunning um, is, you know, even last week we were all like, hmm, it could be a bit of a, you know, slightly less spectacular episode this year because they've toned it down a bit for the Olympics and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And fuck no. It's, um, <laughs> it, it's just been amazing. Um, very, yeah. very exciting. I'm going to hold back a little bit because I want to play a quick game with you, which is guess Dan's favourite uh, stage so far. Um, oh, that's a good game. But good. I think perhaps you should recap the race for us before we, we do that. Okay. okay. I mean, I'd play guess which is Sarah's favourite stage so far, but I kind of think you might know the answer already. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what short rides a bike up hills and Sarah loves. Well, actually, it's even worse than that. The answer is all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow. So I'm going to keep this short and snappy because it's, you know, we're on stage six today and we've still got three to go. But basically, Girardon, it's the epic. It's the only women's stage race over seven days. It's in Italy. The Italians love it. Um, it's really, really funny. People kind of go, oh, well, you know. I've had this conversation about five times um, this week going, well, it shouldn't be on at the same time as Tour de France. And you're like, yeah, but if you can see the Italian TV, <laughs> <laughs> it totally works. They have like a little clip of it in between the Tour de France coverage. And then they have an hour on Rye 2 every night. So just when people are going, oh, bloody hell, that was quite a boring sprint stage. They'll then segue nicely into the women climbing the mountains. So it's, oh, it's lovely. Yeah, side of the road everywhere, pink balloons, people cheering, whole tiny villages coming out, whole small towns coming out. It's a real kind of, it's in another planet for the women's racing. It's very exciting. So, stage one, it was flat. Uh, Mariana Voss started having won last year, and she started having said to everyone, including to us at Podium Cafe, actually, that she was going to take it day by day, and she wasn't going to yeah. win for the pink jersey. Well, most, oh, mostly that. it was a, a training and recovery ride, as I understand it, because she'd broken <laughs> both legs, arms, um, collarbones, <laughs> three vertebrae, um, a couple of bones in her right foot, and, um, and actually none of them had healed. She was mostly pins, and not even surgical pins, just actual pins. Um, holding it together and so she was all like oh guys I'm going to take it a little bit easy this week just you know don't beat up on me too hard and uh... and yeah and yeah I mean it's a little bit of an exaggeration there Dan but it was it's like pretty much her first race back from breaking her collarbone with the Dutch Nationals the week before so you know she's like comes back from two weeks on the trainer yeah. <laughs> and um, strangely first race um, so first stage uh, it's pretty flat. It's going to be a sprint. There's a bunch of skates. I mean, the thing is, is you have to imagine, I haven't got time to describe every attack. So you just have to imagine that whenever I pause for breath, there's a, oh yeah, there's the attacks in between, yeah? Okay. So they, but they nearly let this one get away. And then they like rabbo on the front, chasing, 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 chasing. Bunch sprint. So exciting. Mariana Voss wins ahead of Shelley Olds from Uh-Uh Drink Leontian and Georgia Bronzini. Yep. So... Exciting. First podium. Mariana Voss in pink. 
stage two. Stage two is a seven kilometer individual time trial, yeah? And it's in Rome. And it kind of starts but and finishes by those beautiful Roman baths. And it goes past the Colosseum. And it goes past all these amazing sites. So in the warm-up race, you've got all these riders tweeting pictures of themselves where they've gone to check out the course. But they've actually had to stop and take photos of themselves. <laughs> As you do. Um, actually, I'm trying to remember who it was. I, I saw one of the writers on Twitter. Um, it caused some confusion because they posted their photos saying I had to stop and take a selfie. Um, which, uh, yeah, it's caused a certain amount of confusion because I believe in some countries that word may mean not what you think it means or exactly I, what I, you think it means, depending on what you think it means. I'm kind of too scared to ask. I can hardly imagine. It was Gracie Elvin. She's an Australian. You think the Australians knew the kind of word for dodginess in every language? But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, hey, but we're not the ones who root for teams. Well, actually, <laughs> given depends on the team. <laughs> yeah. So super interesting. Really interesting course. It's technical. It's got cobbles. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so. And because it was a sprint stage the day before, the start list was really interesting because you've got really, really good ITTers starting relatively early. Uh-huh. So, so you get to like halfway through, Emma Pooley goes up and it had been people had been finishing around 9.30, 9.50 um, and Emma Pooley finishes in 9 minutes 12, yeah? Yep. And she's going at 47 kilometres per hour around this technical, cornery, cobbly Roman time trial. Um, but she only manages to stay in the virtual leader's jersey for like about two minutes because then Olga Zabalinskaya comes in like a little bit quicker. And then Evie Stevens comes in at 9.07 and it's going on like this. And then Clara Hughes comes out. And Clara is like this goddess. She um, started off as a cyclist um, way, way back when. And she was a trackie and she won, uh, she won Olympic medals in cycling. Then she went to speed skating where she broke records. She won winter olympic gold she was just epic and in amongst all of this stuff clara's um written really movingly about suffering from major depression and things mm. and she's this really fantastic person just just oh what she, she's come back for the olympics and it's been a real gift really having her back she she's just she's just been a real great person to see you know her interviews are hilarious and anyway so clara came out and she broke nine minutes and hit it in eight fifty five. It's awesome. like, Jesus, no one can be that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd aunt it's like, you know, the world current world champion came out and she got like nine oh two and uh, and then there was one there was you can kinda guess the last rider on the course. <laughs> the one who'd won the day before, Ms. Mariana Voss. <laughs> and well, she did it eight, she did it in eight minutes fifty. <laughs> <laughs> it, it turns out turns out all those pins were actually a prototype exoskeleton for the Terminator. <laughs> I think I mean the thing about Mariana is she was pretty much she's been riding since she was a tiny little girl. Um her brother Anton had, was into cycling and she was like, you know, used to follow her brother around and start following him to racing. So she's kinda like people describe her as just being more herself on the bike. She's you know, she's just she just loves it really, really passionately. Yep. But anything that's technical just makes her even better. And wearing the Malia Rosa makes her even better because she really loves that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine, it was really good. <laughs> oh, great stuff. So, I've actually, uh, just brief pause, everyone imagine a big attack happening right now. 
Not um, even time trial. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. It was really weird, but it kind of worked. Um, but no, I was just going to say, I, I have absolutely loved um, watching the the racing each stage sort of unfold. Every uh, for me, it's the night when um, when the stages are taking place, and so you know, I'm sort of sitting down having dinner. I've got the computer open with Twitter on, following yeah. um, Don's account, and you know, a few other people cough, pigeons cough. Um, <laughs> And, and so on, and just getting a real feel for the race. But it's also, it's one of those really weird things because I feel incredibly connected to what's going on, and at the same time, I feel utterly blind because where the fuck's my video, man? Where's my video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's my pause. Uh, everyone imagine another <laughs> attack, and yes, Sarah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so stage three, and stage three is the first day of real racing, yeah? It's, mm. um, it's, it's, they, they, they have, the, <laughs> uh, the ITC started ridiculously early, because they had something like a 400 kilometer, oh, I might be exaggerating, I think it was only three and a half hundred kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> but they arrived in Tuscany, yeah? Yep. And it's 45 degrees centigrade, which I admit, as an Australian, that's probably just what you, you know, put on your jumpers for. But it's fucking hot in Europe, yeah? No, no, we, we would actually call that hot enough um, <laughs> that, you know, you can't be compelled to work um, if you work in a physical <laughs> labour job. And, you know, you're probably allowed medicinal beer at work. <laughs> medicinal beer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's mountains, yeah? Yep. And they start off, they start off with like the first climb, something like, I don't know, 12 kilometers in. And then they have another big climb that's about more, I can't remember how far, but it's about 20 kilometers from the end. And then it finishes on an uphill finish. Yeah. So they're out there. Um, Shelley Olds wins the first intermediate sprint. Um, Then Linda Willemsen, the Kiwi who rides for Green Edge. Um, She's Danish. She was born in Denmark, but she changed her nationality a couple of years ago. So she's now a Kiwi. And she's this extraordinary time trialer. Um, She's... Being on the, she was second in the World Time Trial Champs this year. Yep. And she's just, she had a really bad couple of years. I don't think she, I don't think she really gelled with her team. But since she's been on Green Edge, she's just been having a phenomenal time. It's brilliant. Um, it's the medicinal so, beer. <laughs> I think it's just about being happy. There's a couple of riders. There's her. There's Trixie Warwick, and there's Tiff Cromwell, who they just seem really happy and glad to be where they are and supported and mm. I'm just you know, really, really mm. pleased with them yeah I know anyway. medicinal beer makes me happy so yeah. <laughs> does it make you ride your bike faster haven't actually well oh geez that puts me in a tricky legal position um, <laughs> it may have made it feel crazy. like I was faster <laughs> <laughs> well moving on so Willemson attacks on the first climb, yeah? And she spends about 40 to 60 kilometers out by herself. And she, But the thing is, is there's this other great big mountain coming up. So there's Willemson riding, 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 riding. And there's a peloton kind of riding after her. And, and she's not really known as a climber. She's really good at kind of the little, the kind of smaller climbs, the climbs with lots of recovery. But they get to this huge climb, this enormous climb. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Emma Pooley attacks, and even Stevens, Evie Stevens follows her. <laughs> and poor Willemson, she just, she just, she's just eaten up. <laughs> and um, the only person who can follow Stevens and Pooley is Fabiana Luperini, who won the race. I think it was in two thousand and eight. Um, it might have been earlier than that. So there's Pooley, Stevens, and Luperini. Yeah. Yep. 
Now, they're climbing up the mountain. And the problem with this mountain is that it goes up one side and then they have to ride all the way down the other side, yeah? So, and they've got this slight problem because Mariana Voss is probably one of the world's best descenders, men or women. You don't get to see much of her doing it, but when you do, oh my God, she's completely one of those, you know, down over the bar, contorting herself into these aero positions. Mm. You know, she's practically got her whole chest over the handlebars, you know, with her head down as low as possible. It's yep. just... Yep. She's it's, just, she's, it's pretty it's, weird because she she actually doesn't even look up. She just looks down at the road and, and I know. Yeah. Mm. Oh, she's she's so good and and you generally don't get to see it because you know like how in the Tour de France they can follow Fabian Cancellara, <laughs> they can follow Mariana Voss. <laughs> and and yet the the irony of that is that um, you know you could probably fit eight or nine Marianas into one Fabian. Like technically, <laughs> when it comes to descending. You'd think yeah. he'd have the edge, but you know, yeah. Yeah, Somebody, someone on someone on Podium Cafe said, "Oh yeah, you know, the people who descend best are the fat bastards." <laughs> I paraphrase, but um, but Mariana's completely not like that. She's just completely just doesn't have any fear. Anyway, so there they are. So they're kind of riding really fast up this mountain because they know that Voss is in the chasing group behind them, and while they can gain time on the mountain, Voss can gain it on the descent. Yep. So anyway, so they, they get down the mountain and just towards the end, so they're just about to come up to the second hill and Voss finally catches them and she gets within about two, three bike lengths of them. And they look round and Evie Stevens attacks and Pooley and Luperini follow. And there's <laughs> Voss goes, no! <laughs> I love Mariana Voss. I'm not laughing at you, Mariana. I'm laughing with you. Yeah, it's... <laughs> That's not meant to be cruel laughter. We apologise no. if it was cruel. but no, it, was just, it was just a kind of... I mean, it's also... I mean, I love Marina Boss, but one of the good things about her is that she is human. Well, it, it's also one of those great things about um, the, the women's peloton that, that they do actually know each other, you know, so well and, and, and so different tactics come into play and, and they take their chances. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, you know... Um, a lot of the time, particularly in the last couple of years, um, we've seen situations in, in men's racing where um, you get a bit of talking about negative racing or racing for, you know, second or third or whatever. Um, and, you know, you can't make universal generalizations, but on the women's side of things, it certainly seems to me more like you get get more instances of, well, fuck it, she's nearly caught us, but I'm attacking, says Evie, and, and bang, she goes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Evie's just been such a good rider to, you know, such a good talent, and Pooley's such a good talent. Yep. So, you know, so they're attacking, so they're riding away from Voss, who's just exhausted. But the other nice thing about Voss is she's still working, you know. Yeah. She's paid face. She, when Voss works, when she's really tired, you can always tell because she's swinging, she swings her bike backwards from side to side. She's really, like, um, she's really physical with it, whereas Emma Pooley just is this really compact, small little rider who, you know, looks pretty much like she's riding a, uh, you know, a kind of vicar's wife bicycle. <laughs> You know, I, I really don't know what that is, but it sounds it sounds very Victorian era. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, like those ladies' bicycles where they've got a basket on the front and they've got a, a low crossbar, you know, a kind yeah, of slope yeah. crossbar, so that you can get your skirt over it and you sit with a very um a very um a very upright position. <laughs> oh, this so I can get my skirt over. Right, that makes a lot more sense. Um, I've been doing it wrong. 
Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so Ebby attacks, and Ebby Ebby gets away, and Ebby's got the most amazing set of facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> so Ebby's pain face is just hilarious, but she gets away, and she doesn't just get away; she gets away enough to take the Malia Rosa. And after the stage, there's on the video you can see her do her little happy dance. Yes, which which. <laughs> Happens to be the greatest happy dance in um, all of cycling history that I have seen. Yeah, it's very brilliant. And then on, on the um, on the specialised Lululemon website, they've got photos of her. Like, there's Evie on the podium gurning with a... Uh, do you know the word gurning? Making a funny face? Yes. Um, anyway, so there's Evie gurning on the podium with the, with the champagne bottle looking, ah! And then there's Evie making another face with a penny farthing and there's Evie being, you know, <laughs> signing autographs and grinning her head off and it's brilliant. So, uh, Stevens wins, uh, Lou Perini comes in second with Pooley just behind her with this really weird altercation as they cross the line, which is quite interesting to watch. And then Boss comes fourth and Boss is out of the pink, yeah? Mm-hmm. Very exciting! So, is that, was that your favourite one, by the way? I thought that might be your favourite. It's up there. It's definitely in the top six. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, stage five, yeah? Yep. We're still in Tuscany, yeah? And we're still climbing. And this one, you just, it's, the course has been designed by Aditya Pushkin. I'm going to, sorry. <laughs> the, course for, the course for stage five was designed by Adita Pushkin Skyter. <laughs> I have no idea if I said it right. But Adita <laughs> was a Lithuanian cyclist, uh, cyclist who had won the Giro herself. And all the way around the course, she was in this like front car, standing up. So she's like leaning out, you know, through the sunroof, with her hair streaming in the wind, smiling all over her face as she watches the riders go through these like seven shades of hell that she's designed for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it's another big climb. It's a hot and humid. Um, so they start off, and there's about a break of 11 and um, try and escape. But, you know, they get caught by Rabobank. Rabobank's doing all the chasing. Bottom of the climb. <laughs> this might sound familiar. Um, Evelyn, um, Emma Pooley and Evelyn Stevens attack again. I think Pooley attacks first and Stevens follows her, and they, they hit the climb. And they're on the Queen, of, and then and Emma crosses first and kind of gets her Queen of the Mountains. But... <laughs> they've got this amazing descent, yeah? Yep. And, I've said, Mariana Voss, very good at descending. Mariana Voss is in the front chase group. Now, Mariana hits the top of the climb, and she's 50 seconds behind Pooley and Stevens, yeah? Yep. By the bottom of the climb, she's one minute and 30 ahead of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my it's God. Like, it's like... I mean, there might be some people who aren't a fa- who are fans of other riders. Yeah, say you're an Evie Stevens fan and you want yep. Evie Stevens to win. Yeah, yep. or you're you know you're a fan of someone else, or, or you think actually I just want you know I want more people to be sharing the jersey around between them. But even if you're the most diehard Evie Stevens fan, for example, you just got to take your hat off at Boss. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> that that really is. That really is. And, and- but the secret to her success, I mean, she's an amazing descender anyway, but they'd, um, it would be one of the stages that they'd um, looked at beforehand. And also that morning, before they started the race, Rabo went out and she's for, for Voss to recon the state, the, the, the descent. Um, and bear in mind, she said, oh, I'm not going for the pink jersey. No, no, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a training ride, you know. Yeah, yeah, just a training ride. But she'd 
said that you know, but they, she knew that she wouldn't make keep climbing the mountains. Mm. Well, with she... with all those pins in her, she was carrying a lot of extra <laughs> extra iron. But yeah, no, but she's you know what I mean. And it's like, and you know, that's what you said saying it before. She really, really worked. Yep. Works at it. It's like she's got this talent, and then she works at it, and then she right. This is the descent. I'm really good at descending. I'm going to go and practice to make sure I'm even better. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's this descent. Then there's this little flat bit, and then it goes up mountain for an uphill finish. Yeah. Yep. So she's about one minute thirty ahead, and behind her there's just a group with like all the big GC contenders. So it's got Emma Pooley, Eddie Stevens, Claudia Hauschler of Green Edge, Fabiana Luperini again, Tatiana Goderzo from um, M Cipollini, and Emma Johansson from High Tech. Yep. And they're all chasing, and Pooley. Because, you know, she attacks because she's, you know, an amazing time trialist and an amazing climber. So I think she thinks she can get to the end. But they catch her before the kind of last climb. Anyway, you've got the video. The video's crossing between Voss just, you know, completely getting every ounce of sweat out of her. And, you know, every time the road goes downhill a little bit or flattens, she's like, you know, crouching down to kind of make up that tiny, tiny bit more time so she can get her Marosa back. Behind her, there's this, like, group, and they're kind of all these little attacklets going off each other all the time, and they're, you know, Voss has clearly won the stage, but has she won it by enough? Mm. And, um, the only person, so Voss wins, amazing. And the other thing that you have to love about Voss is she's so happy to win. She's just ecstatic. Um, Emma Johansson comes second. Tatiana Goderzo comes third. Voss is back in pink. Um, but everyone else, they're about, you know, they're, uh, Stevens and Puglia are a couple of minutes behind her. Um, Hauschler and uh, Gadetsa are like four minutes behind her. Yep. So that's where we are. And is that your favourite stage? Uh, it's entirely possible. That's uh, edging <laughs> into the top five. <laughs> um, so, stage six. It's pancake flat, yeah? And you just assume it's going to be let's all rise to the finish and have a sprint stage, yeah? Cool. So, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, it's it's like we're talking about 130 kilometres, yeah? Mm. Um, so it gets to about a kilometre, I don't know, kilometre 23 or something, and Tiffany Cromwell attacks. And, you know, off she goes, bye-bye, you know, we'll catch you, we'll see you later when we catch you, bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. See, see you at the sprint, bye. Yes, yeah, Tiff, we'll catch you later, make sure, you know, just, just yeah. to check out, tell us, tell us if there's anything interesting to see down the road. So she's green edge, she's got two of her teammates, Yuda Arn and Claudia Hausler in the top... Um, in the top 10 of the GC. Yep. yep. So, and um, there's Tiffany. And um, behind her, there's this interesting thing because I think, you know, people look to the sprint teams like Rabobank and Specialized going, well, are you chasing? And they're going, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of look at um, the, team, you know, the GC, so then they look at the GC teams, which is also Rabobank. And go, are you chasing? Nah, we're not chasing. Um, and it's been a couple of hellish days in the heat. So I think like the whole Peloton's going, yeah, yeah, we'll just take a bit piano today, yeah? Yep, yep. But then Tiffany, somehow, she's got to 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a virtual Malia Rossa on the road. Oops. <laughs> Oops. So at, this, <laughs> at this point, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and Diodora, you know, there aren't that many sprint stages in this race. And, you know, they'd quite like Georgia Bronzini to win one, so they get on the front. And M. Cipollini have got Tatiana Goderzo um, sitting about fifth of the GC, and they go, hang on a minute, this might not be very good. So they get on the front too. And they're riding a bit, so they bring, they bring Cromwell's lead down a bit. And then 
everyone else just stops going for it. And so Theodora, like, well, you know, if you're not going for it, <laughs> and in the meantime, Tiffany's won. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> and Tiffany's lovely. She's she's this Aussie. Um, she's a proper Aussie rider. She's really scrappy and gutsy and she's had a couple of really and I know I keep saying this about like riders like Dillington and Warwick but Tiffany's had a really crap couple of years you know the team that she was going to be in in 2010 Skyter folded at the last minute yeah and I think she got and did some races with the Aussie national team but it was really unsettling and then last year she was with uh, Lotto but she never really gelled and she's living in Monaco with her boyfriend Richie Port mm-hmm. and it's just she just she was writing all these really honest blogs about how she never got her head around racing and it was really hard for her. And, you know, she left the team halfway through the season and guested for high tech, guested for high tech. But since she's been in green edge, she's just been like back to her, like scintillating self. So it's the medicinal beer. I swear. (laughs) Uh, Monty said that she was singing while she was going along. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't doubt. I I would have to imagine after that long away, um, you would have to do something, anything to take your mind off how stupid (laughs) what you're actually doing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of, you probably go, how how much have I got? Because you'd automatically expect that at any minute now, you know, 12 minutes, it sounds like a really long time. It is a really long time. Mm. But you get all Grabo Bank and all of Specialized on the front. And that's, you know, you're gone. You're, you're just, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just eat it. And so, yeah, so happy, really happy for her. You know, Aussie win um, on an Aussie team. Um, Aussie mad. And in an appropriately mad way, I think. So, you know, hurrah for Aussies. Mm. Yeah. So, that's yesterday, yeah? Yes. Um, yes, that's yesterday. And I wonder if that might be your favourite, because you are actually an Aussie. Um, it, it, interestingly enough, uh, on, on well, for me it's Thursday now, so uh, let's just go back in time a bit. Let's, let's put it this way. Um, on day three, stage three was my favourite stage so far. <laughs> on day four, stage four was my favourite. But... <laughs> But yes, at the moment, that is my favourite stage so far. But it's actually not because Tiff's Australian. Not that I have anything against Tiff or Australians. Um, <laughs> some of them, some of them are, are quite reasonable and tolerable people. Um, <laughs> I, I, some of my best friends are Australians. Um, but uh, it was more for the way in which that was won. I mean, for fuck's sake, anyone who who goes away on their own for over a hundred k's. And holds it, even if the teams aren't chasing hard. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really hurting yourself to to get out there and go for it. And you know, there are so many great ways to win a race. A good bunch sprint, exciting. A good, you know, late attacks, exciting. But a fucking all day break that that <laughs> sticks. You know, uh, you gotta salute that. That's that that hits every every working class ethic I ever was taught to. <laughs> dream was valuable and noble and and a reason to oppress the working class so you know i have to honor it yeah but it's also why i'm liking the race so much because it's there've been you know there've been all these different kinds of stages like even the time trial is in around beautiful rome you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not generally a time trial fan because you know i've got a very short attention span <laughs> 
But um, yeah, so even the time trial is is amazing. But they've had you know the stage one by you know plucky climbers escaping, yeah, and you know Mariana nearly catching them and then you know being left be- being left behind, and then a stage one by superb descending, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, exactly. how cool is that? It's just it's, it's, oh, just... it's brilliant racing, and it, it really does make me ache at every stage for video. I just want to watch this because I get so excited reading the updates. Um, you know, I just want to see what's happening. Uh, And I mean, it's great that we do get some video after the fact. Sorry, should be grateful for what we receive. I was raised to say that. Um, (laughs) but, but, you know, it would be so much awesome to, to actually witness it live. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just been absolutely amazing. And I think, you know, um, on top of all of that, there's so much additional color and information around, um, yeah. women's racing in general, but, but this race in particular that is really adding to it. Um, like I, unfortunately for me, um, I don't really get to, well, like I could stay up for this, but I'm too soft. Um, <laughs> you know, our different Amber, um, has been answering questions live on, um, something. I can't remember what. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Amber Pierce. She rides yes. with the Adora Pastazara. And she's and they're sponsored by Fuji bikes, yeah. Yes, and that's Fuji right. Bikes, Fuji bikes and someone Amber knows, <laughs> Evan, <laughs> have been have set up a little platform where Amber can answer questions live, a little video thing where she's yep. answering. And every night at about ten o'clock at Austra- uh, uh, Australian, uh, every night about ten o'clock European time, after she's raced and been massaged and had team meetings mm. and stuff. Yeah, Amber's getting which online. is very selfish of her because that's around about three thirty in the morning for me and. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, I I don't get paid unless I go to work, and so that that means occasionally I do need to just pass out and sleep. <laughs> no, I mean she's trying to get these 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 Q and A's recorded, but what she's doing is she's taking questions from people and talking about them, mm. and she's giving this really. I mean, she's I don't know if you follow her on Twitter. She's Amber Malika. Yep. On Twitter, Amber M A L I K A. And she's always been really enthusiastic and a really amazing advocate for the sport anyway. But these these Q&As are just brilliant. She's talking about the race. She's talking about women's cycling in general. She was telling us about the personalities in the team. You know, the things that are funny, the things that are hard, the things that are brilliant. And I I think it was um, her Q&A that um, sort of explained some of the the thinking that was going on in the peloton around um, Tiffany's break, yeah? Yeah, 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 because I mean, cause she's, you know, the Diodora Pastazara, they just don't yeah. even have GC Contenza. They're just all about the sprints and they're all about Georgia mm. um, Zini. So, yeah, so she was, you know, so being able to ask her questions and then being able to ask her follow up questions as well, you know, it's really, it's just, yeah. it's so, yeah. it's just so kind of her. And, mm. you know, this little community that's kind of going on every day and, you know, and, and, and asking questions. And I think she said she's trying to record them from now on so that they can go up online but they're just yeah. if you're if, if anyone's this if they're if the Gerardon's still on while you're listening to this follow amber's twitter at amber malika and um it's it's a little bit tenuous about when it is because obviously it depends on getting internet and it also get depends on her having time and you can hear in her voice she's a lot more tired now than she was on the first one <laughs> but but i think that's also a real part of the charm of it is that you know it it, it this is a massive bonus. I mean, this is where, like, if if the men would step up and do this sort of shit, they they would 
well, I think would would you know really revolutionise what happens in sport just due to the the larger profile that they have. And I yeah. I think this leads in a little further on. I'm trying not to get too far ahead into the crazy idea for the week because I really like this idea of sub, of subverting the the whole dynamic of um, fan and and athlete interaction yeah. and stuff like that. The other thing that I've really enjoyed um, in the last few days was Clara Hughes's blog on Velocio Sports um, yeah. about well, basically having a lot of pain. Um, yeah. While while leading into uh, one of the climbs, um, and uh, you know it, it's beautifully written. And it's a great story of you know how she's she's even struggling to to hold the wheel of um, the the girl in front of her and 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 that sort of thing. And it's really interesting because you know there's these beautiful little um, I don't know if intimate's quite the right word, but but. Um, really, really inside the team kind of moments where she references, you know, some of the talk that happens between them as they're as they're climbing, you know, and and she gets on the front and she's hurting, and she describes how she's in so much pain that you know she can't help but just sort of groan and and yell <laughs> and stuff, which you know I I don't know about anyone else, but I can certainly relate to because I swear <laughs> at myself a lot when I'm on the bike. Yeah. Um, you know, fuck you, you bastard! If you can, if you can breathe enough to swear, then you can keep riding, sort of thing. Um, I say that a lot. It's really, it, it scares the hell out of people on my commute. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, it, but yeah, uh, you know, and and um, and she talks about how then Evie's sitting behind her and and just saying, "Come on, Clara, just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer," you know, and. For me, that's like an incredibly um, sweet moment, you know, that you get this this graphic description of, of how much it's hurting and how hard it is. Um, but right there in that moment, she's still not alone. And the person yeah. that she's doing it for is right there and knows that she's asking for more and more and that it hurts and that it's hard. But is there supporting her and with her and like that's fucking yeah. it's a beautiful thing to read seriously i encourage everyone to, to track that down and read it it's it's just fantastic um yeah. you know it, it's little things like that that i think really really open the door into part of what makes cycling such a fascinating and wonderful sport um in general and you can you can see you know teams celebrate together with genuine enthusiasm you know when when someone wins because you know you've really laid it all out there for for the win yeah, yeah. i'm getting yeah. all teary oh it's so sweet <laughs> well i think it's it's why i've always loved cab you know mm. like you know, in cab, he comes off the ride and he's just won a race. And the yep. first thing he says, I love my team, I love my team. He comes off the take ride and he hasn't yep. won it. And the first thing he says is, I feel like I let my team down. Yeah. They work so hard for me. And that's, and that's just, I mean, there's, there's this really weird clip on YouTube, actually. Um, it's, it's a tiny clip. It's a fan clip. And they've walked, because the women, you know, after the race, they're just sitting on the pavements and stuff. And there's yeah. Emma Pooley after stage three exhausting all this climbing attacking and she's sitting lying on the pavement and this is the bit that feels a little bit intrusive and a little bit wrong she's just lying there panting but then mariana cycles past her and mariana's just been you know just been oh you know nearly there and then hasn't got it and just been dropped yeah yeah and you just see 
this little fan camera video of how they're talking to each other. And Voss is saying, oh, congratulations on your good ride. And you can kind of hear them talking to each other, you know, in yeah. this kind of slightly, you know, slightly um, voyeuristic yeah. way. Yeah. I don't mean that in a, in a pervy way, but it kind of feels a little bit, oh, this is a bit, I, I, should I be watching it? And, you know, you can just, but it's just that way they're like congratulating each other afterwards and mm. talking to each other. And, yeah. And they're yeah. just doing it out on the street. And it's really, like, it's really touching. And it's just, you know, they, they're kind of, they're so close to each other and especially because you know they're all in the same hotels and yep. you know they don't have changing rooms and you know they're kind of all queuing up to go to the loo in the public toilet you know what i mean yeah and it's kind of it's just really i think you're right about intimacy there's an intimacy about women's racing that's you know on the one hand we don't see that much of it on tv with this mm. footage but on the other hand we see a lot more of their lives yeah. than we do for the men. It's like that Wizard of Oz behind the curtain sort of concept, you know, where, where um, and I actually think it's interesting because I think, you know, this sport, unlike many others, is so much more demanding on a complete life. You know, yeah. in, in terms of lifestyle, you're traveling, you're away, you've got all this stuff yeah. going on, and, and pretty much 24-7, you're, you're dedicated to doing this. Um, not yeah. to say that you don't have that dedication in other sports, but other sports possibly are more, um, you know, fixed geographically, so you don't travel yeah, as yeah. much or, yeah. or yeah. whatever. But, you know, it, yeah. it, it is a real insight anyway into to that inside sort of thing. But also, as, as you say, like there's some, some great stuff between um, riders from different teams and stuff as well. And, and to finish off, that was the, the after the, the romantic theory sort of, you know... <laughs> Make, make a tough Aussie guy, you know, get all sentimental part of Clara's blog. Um, she does talk about how Emma came back to her after that stage and said that she attacked because she felt sorry for her. <laughs> um, she said, said something along the lines of, you sounded like you were in so much pain. It, it was almost as bad as childbirth or something like that, which... That was that was my favourite part of the thing she's saying about she's talking about how she's she's working and working up this bloody mountain yep. and it, she's killing herself. And then when Emma attacks, she's like, "Oh, I don't have to do as anything." <laughs> <laughs> that kind of that kind of honesty. I mean, I think it's because like a lot of the women, they 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 can't just rely on cycling to make themselves rich. <laughs> I mean, even a superstar like Clara Hughes, who's you know so famous in Canada and mm. you know in, in and, and in other places around the world, you know, she's a real kind of famous person. Um, She's not making, you know, she's not making money off of this. So they're all really, there's, there's loads of them who are, you know, really educated. And if they're not educated, they're really savvy. You know what I mean? They're kind of, they've got plans. They're very intelligent. They're, yep. they're, they're thinking a lot about things. So I think when they describe it, you only need like a proportion of them who are like good at writing, for example. But because there seems to be a much larger proportion of them who are good at writing and good at social media than amongst the men. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's just another thing that makes it very charming. Yeah. So yeah, um, uh, Clara Hughes has actually pulled out. I don't know if she, uh, she, I can't tell if she DNF'd or if she didn't start today, but she's pulled out, and I'm really not surprised because that you know she's a redheaded, she's a redheaded girl from Northern Canada <laughs> who, who like who likes to speed skate. <laughs> so, so, so what you're saying is that she's probably not um, genetically engineered for uh 49 degree days yeah 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 in the mountains uh, yeah 
<laughs> we should just time trial this for God's sake. Mm, mm. Um, <laughs> so possibly, possibly taking a break for a couple of medicinal beers. Well done, Clara. Yeah. Well, I just, I just hope. Here's what I hope for Clara. I hope that tomorrow, while they're racing, she's sat somewhere cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a long cool drink and she's got her legs up and she's relaxing and that she's got a great big smile on her face because she knows she's worked her abs you know she's she's killed herself she's done her job you mm. know she did her job for herself in the time trial and she did her job for every stevens for the you know for the yep. completely being you know doing on the front pulling 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 and you know she can be so proud of that and yeah so um i just hope clara's out there somewhere you know cool <laughs> feeling cool and having a nice long drink <laughs> so uh, absolutely well deserved the the I'm, I'm sorry to have to be the one to bring this up, but I guess in a show about women's cycling, it's it's fair enough that the man be the one to bring the bad news into the <laughs> the story. Um, after so much awesome, we've only got a few stages left. Oh yes, but I haven't told you about stage. I haven't told you about today yet. Oh well, that's right. Then I can perk up again. Yes, yes, because we have had a stage today, and today. Um, the Girodon is quite an interesting thing. They kind of the riders kind of laugh at it because you get these kind of profiles where they're quite small, and sometimes they're slightly um, you know it looks kind of flat, and then there's all these hills that no one was expecting, like surprise hills, <laughs> stealth hills. Um, yeah, stealth hills. And yesterday, for example, they just added on ten kilometres for for a laugh. Um, you know, it's 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 a bit like that. And so today they took off ten, they took off a couple of kilometres. I we can't quite work it out. I think Sivetta thought it might be because the roads were melting. <laughs> <laughs> so they took off the final hill there. But um, yeah, and um, so yeah, as you say, uh, we've got after, after today we've got three state, you know, three stages to go, and it's like one of the last chances for the sprinters. So this was quite an interesting... Barring a 700k solo time trial breakaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and with the hills that are coming up, you don't really want to be doing that if you're in the laughing bunch. So I wouldn't want to do that ever. Yeah. So... Um, so today, I mean, I know, I know it's tomorrow with you, but today in England yes. and in Europe, it's it's the fourth July, and this is a clue. <laughs> it's American Independence Day in Italy, yeah. And anyway, this... <laughs> that's me doing fireworks. Mm. Well, the, well, if this is where I add all the cliches, like, oh, the fireworks were on the road. <laughs> Can't Excellent. help myself. Excellent. So um, Shelley Old starts off and wins the first sprint. And I think the first intermediate sprint was about KM10 or something. Mm. <laughs> That's what women's racing's like. You don't get like a couple of, of 50 kilometers to get your legs in. And there was this massive break of about um, of about 13 riders. But um, <laughs> you, you kind of could tell that it wasn't going to get very far because on the front chasing it was Mariana Voss, <laughs> Georgia Bronzini and Emma Pooley. <laughs> right. And they were all they were all talking to each other. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn? <laughs> yeah. By the dawn, yeah. So this, so you kind of read, you know, you're reading through the Girodon Twitter because you, know, you come home from work and read the Twitter stream to find out what's happened. And um, on the Girodon Twitter, they've like got like 53 seconds on the break at 20 kilometers. You know, when they were within a couple of minutes, a couple of you know, a couple of minutes of them going at 20k. Uh, by 40k, it's gone, it's kind of gone down to about. Mm, yeah, now we're down to like forty seconds, <laughs> <laughs> and 
then when it starts getting a little bit lumpy, it's like, yeah, they've, they've gone. Um, but it's really, really fast. It's a really, really fast stage. It averaged about something like 44 kilometers per hour. And they're going up hills and around small roads. It's not like they're doing this on like giant wide welter style superhighways. And yeah, and basically, this is where you have to imagine that every time I'm saying a word, an attack's gone. <laughs> Attack. And it's like, attack, exactly. And it's like small group, individual, attack. But they're keeping it really, 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 really fast. Yeah. Attack. Attack, exactly. Um, so they get to the end. <laughs> and in our drink, leontien.nl, they've got their American sprinter, Shelley Olds. Mm. And I've been mentioning her because she's been having a really great race. She's been hitting the intermediate sprints hard, you know, which I think is basically for Olympics training because she's never going to get over the mountains for the Malia Rosa. Um, and she basically outsprints everyone and outsprints them. You know, you've, you see the end picture where you've got the front sprinter all arms in the air and the back people are just crossing the lines. And it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sprinting. Um, mm. Yeah, so... Um, America. Uh, Shelley Olds, American, Independence Day, mm. American win. Marvellous. Um, Mariana Voss second, Georgia Bronzini third. God bless America. Yeah, God bless America. God bless them one and all. So we've got three stages to go. Um, tomorrow's kind of pretty climby, and um, it's basically screaming, uh, you know, escape, escape, escape. Now, Voss is in the Malia Rosa, yeah? Yep. Um, so there, 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 there we have Mariana Voss. Um, behind her, Stevens is like 144. Emma Pooley's 220. And the reason Voss is going for the sprints is because they get time bonifications yep. that add to your GC. Uh-huh. So she's kind of pulled her, her time going. Her time going. So, so Mariana Voss. At what point are we allowed to stop calling this a training ride? <laughs> you know what? I'm imagining her being interviewed and her going, Yeah, I'm still just taking it one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think she can help. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how much of it is sandbagging, but I honestly don't think she can help herself. Mm. You know, I think, you know, you could probably imagine again, now, Mariana, take it easy. It's just a training ride. It's, yeah, 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 that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I'm completely willing to believe um, that at the the base of every, every uh, superb cyclist, there is some deep-seated psychological trauma. <laughs> I just think she loves it. I think she really, really loves it. She's a. T- I mean, on her when she's on, we always laugh because whenever she takes a break off the bike, because she rides cyclocross and then she rides um, yep. road, and sometimes she rides track in between cyclocross and road. <laughs> but, she, um, but when she does it, like her holiday, so she has to have these enforced breaks off racing, and she'll kind of turn up to local, to local, like you know, local amateur races. <laughs> <laughs> or she'll post these Twitter photos of herself cycling along the polders to go swimming in the in the river, and you're like, yeah, you're basically the happiest girl. And she came back from, um, so she came out from like this this holiday in the Himalayas, and she tweets yep. that like Anton had met her at the airport with her bike. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I got to ride home. It's so nice. Thank you, Anton. And you're like. Yeah, generally, most people are, like, dying of jet lag and kind of going, no, just take me home, cup of tea. (laughs) So, So anyway, so there's Voss. Voss is in the lead. Stevens behind her at 1 minute 44. Emma Pooley's behind her on 2.20. Fabiana Luperini on 2.57, yeah? Then we have Green Edge, yeah, Orica Green Edge. They've got Tiff Cromwell, who's fifth at 4.06. Claudia Hauschler at 4.21, and Judith Arndt at 4.31, yeah? Now, Hauschler mm-hmm. won the Giro a couple of years ago. 
Judith Arm was second last year in the Giro, and Tiffany Cromwell's just a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as one of those stages, Monty posted a, a Monty posted a race preview, and it kind of ends going through these incredibly narrow alleys where you can't even see what's around the corner. So it's kind of like you can just imagine Green Edge. They've got nothing to lose. They could just fire off, for example, Tiffany and mm. Judith, and and Judith's an amazing time trialer. Um, uh, yeah. Claudia's an amazing. Um, uh, climber and Tiffany's like an amazing just risk take risk is the wrong word but you know what I mean she's an amazing yeah opp- opportunist yeah, that's the word yeah so that's going to be incredibly interesting just yeah. how they play it and you know who's going to chase because you know Mariana's in the Malia Rosa so you know it's her team's responsibility to chase but equally specialized if if you know and, and actually the yeah. way that every other team they've got much more clever about this that you just don't chase let let mariana do it because that's the way to exhaust her so yeah so that's mm. going to be interesting so tomorrow's quite break you know tomorrow's um looks quite good for some attacks then um friday's is um, our friday is friday's race is kind of it could go either way it looks a bit sprinty classicy yeah um it could go yep. either way and then the last stage stage nine looks is hilly again so you know it could go right up to the wire i mean it could be that tomorrow boss wins the race and puts two minutes on her on on her opponents yeah and has basically won the race already or it could be that someone else takes the pink we just don't know it's you know by the time you've recorded this the by the time you've edited this we're going to be in a completely different place and it's amazing (laughs) it is pretty good it is. It's. It's part of why you keep coming. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And and you know, it's it's. Um, there's this thing where after 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 Mariana Voss won the Cyclocross World Championships this year, um, which she's done. Mm. Um, that guy um, is it Enrico Carpani from the UCI asked her something like, "Mariana Voss, do you think you're killing women's cycling by being too good?" <laughs> and and it's been this joke all the way through the season, you know, Mariana, you're killing cycling, but she's yep. not. And actually, the other riders don't think so. Um, no, of course and, not. And, and Helen Wyman, who's a great cyclocross rider, the British champion, was saying, well, no, Mariana's not killing cycling. She's making us raise our game. Yeah. Ina, yeah. Ina Tutenberg said that before, you know, right, the train mm. harder. And and Pierce, Amber Pierce was at, was talking about that today. You know, what what do you think about that? And she's like, no, it just makes it more professional. It makes us always have yep. to up our game. You can't just crest on being good at something. You've got, to, you know, everyone's always well, taking a step up. And it, it, not just in the the physical or training department either. I, I think it's really important to bear in mind that it changes the game tactically yeah. very much on on the road and um, and in terms of planning and preparation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even even this year, you know, we've we've seen some amazing results. Um, and you know, Evie Stevens is the perfect counterpoint to that. She's having a standout yeah. season. Um, you know, it, it's not all just Mariana yeah. and. Um, yeah, no, I wholeheartedly would endorse the the notion that this is definitely um, the sport improving. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's like um, you know, someone was making a joke about Mariana catching Evie Stevens and and Emma Pooley because they're both relatively late to cycling, yeah. So they 
And, mm. and when you come late to cycling, which a lot of the women, you know, women generally start later, they, they, there's much more stories about, you know, I used to be a swimmer, I used to play soccer, and I had injuries, and then I started cycling, or, or you know, I used to, I yep. used to be a, a skater, and I suddenly realized I was better at cycling than I was at the skating. Do you know what I mean? And so they don't have that kind of, it's, it's quite hard to let go of the fear, because, you know, say you're, say you're five years old, you just don't care about, you just, you know, you're just going to do terrible, you know, terrible things to yourself. Whereas if you're starting mm. at 27, <laughs> you know, or, you know, or, or 25, you're, you know, really? I'm not going to go around the yeah. corner that fast. Are you absolutely killing, kidding me? I'm going to fall off and die. So, you know, but, but both Evie Stevens and, and Pooley have gone away. They've, they've worked over the winter. And Pooley must have found it really hard because her team collapsed. She didn't even get any team camps because, you know, she, she was expecting so to go on in team camps. And they just shut the team down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but still she's come back and practiced and you know, um Eddie Stevens riding in Colorado with Taylor Finney and learning from Connie Carpenter. You know, it's just it's just or like being like Voss and saying, I'm gonna lose time on the climbs, so I better sure as hell make sure my descending is, is, is four times as good as anyone else's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Good times. So for the rest of the race, if you want to follow it, um the hash the Girodon is doing a sterling job and they've got a hashtag Girodon, um which is G-I-R-O-D-O-N-N-E and they're live tweeting through the races and they're linking to stuff and that's great and it's really, you know, hats off to them because they love their fans. Um, Amber Pierce is doing her um, nightly talks. There's um, www.womenscycling.net has uh, daily race reports and photographs and stuff. Um, and I've got a Twitter list of all the the women who are riding in the race, yep. um, which my Twitter name, the cumbersome underscore pigeons underscore... <laughs> 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 underscore pigeons underscore. <laughs> it's honestly, people, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're welcome to laugh that much as you type it in. That's that's quite yeah. all right. And don't forget um, don't forget the wonderful work that Sarah and Monty are doing on Podium Cafe with um, stage previews and recaps, um, including um, video when it's available yeah. and updates on on all the trappings and goings on around uh, this wonderful race. It really yeah, is exciting, isn't it? So that's. That's the Giro. Mm. I think I may cry at the end of it. Either cry or um, fall asleep for three. Well, I've got the, the tour to catch up on once the Giro finishes. So, 